Are you looking for freedom? Freedom from the daily grind and hustle? Or just finding a way to live the life you always wanted? Then join us on the Investing for Freedom podcast. Our host, Mike Ayala, will help you discover new ways to find freedom with tips, insights, and interviews. You'll learn the exact systems he's used to travel the world and live his best life. True success and happiness are all about freedom. And here's your roadmap on how to find freedom on your own terms. Welcome to the Investing for Freedom podcast. Here's your host, Mike Ayala. Thank you for joining me on the Investing for Freedom podcast. I'm super excited to bring this episode and my guest today because... Well, number one, he's a returning guest. So we were just talking about it. And uh, I had Kyle Depies on almost exactly a year ago. It was August 27th, 2020. And I decided, um, you know, after many conversations, um, we decided to have him come back on because of several reasons. Number one, um, Kyle has become one of just my dearest friends. Um, we chit chat back and forth, have a lot of deep conversations. We'll have these little ad lib, hey, you got a minute? And then an hour and a half later, we're trying to get each other off the phone. And um, I just wanted to you know, circle back and bring him on, not only because of the wisdom that he has to share in the world, but I've also been to an event of his uh, that he does, and I'll let him explain what it is. But it's been life-changing for me and many other guys. And there's another one coming up that I'm actually sponsoring just because I love it so much. And, and I thought it'd be great to have Kyle come on and just tell you what he does, his methodology behind it, how he thinks about life in general, and I think his message is so needed. Um, my audience specifically, I think we're, you know, we're high performers, we're high charging, we're out trying to take over the world and we really need um, Kyle's message and pace in life. And so Kyle, just, I want to appreciate you and honor you for coming on the show again. Yeah. Thanks, Mike. It's, it's, uh, it, we're just talking, it's almost a year to the date. So it's kind of fun to look back and yeah, you're, there's very few people in my life where I just you pick up the phone and it could be a couple of weeks since we talk, but we'll we'll just go on for a while and we could we always have to cut each other off and and, and say hey it's been a, a, you know an hour and I wasn't planning on this you know but it's been great man so I, I thank you so much for having me on and I really appreciate you and and your message and your friendship yeah same well you know we decided um, just kind of you know talking through this if if uh, if you want to hear Kyle's answer to the four questions and all of that. You can go back and, and listen to the previous episode from August 27th, 2020. But uh, Kyle, just let's dig in. Like, Give us give us some background, um, bring us up to speed, where you've been, what you're doing. Um, and then obviously we'll get into uh, work-life rhythm and all that good stuff. Yeah. So I, 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 again, probably go back to that previous episode, but I'll keep it really high level. So I'm a 13-year corporate America guy. Uh, make make my way through the the ladder there, climbing the ladder and working my way through it, and that ultimately led me to a pretty um, pretty dark and pretty deep low in my life. I hit kind of a rock bottom, ultimately very burned out from that, and just kind of pulled the ripcord from corporate America. And I, I knew the thing that I loved to do was teach. I loved to uncover the process of learning for people. And so I left corporate America, became a high school business teacher, did that for two years. And then I got the ultimate promotion in my life, uh, which would be a stay-at-home dad. So uh, our son, Cal, was born in 2017. I finished that school year and became promoted to a stay-at-home dad. And in many ways, Mike, I still am. I, I'm very much a full-time stay-at-home dad. I've just developed a business to go with it. And so uh, a couple of years ago, I just had this idea. 
And many of your listeners will probably understand this. I've been to all the leadership seminars and workshops and corporate events, right, in corporate America. And you sit in this large hotel conference room, hundreds or thousands of people, there's four walls, uh, and you listen to um, someone speak. And, and quite often, you, you probably could catch that keynote speech on YouTube. Mm-hmm. No offense to anyone who's doing that. It's all great. But to yeah. me, I, I learn differently, right? I learn by being outside. I learn by moving my body. I learn by trying something new. And so I just said, well, how do I invert this entire thing? Instead of hundreds or thousands of people, how do I make it 12 or 16 people? And instead of four walls in a conference room, I'm going to make the great outdoors my conference room. Nice. Uh, and then I'm going to flip the script. Like there is no major, major big agenda. It it looks, uh, it's very curated from my end, but I make it seamless from the participants end. So we've done things that you were on the one mic last year, we golfed Pinehurst. And so I make uh, an element of all of these, a bucket list thing where guys can check something off their bucket list. We've pitted race cars. We've been fly fishing in the Provo. We've done just some, we've bound, we've uh, dog sled in the boundary waters of Canada and, and uh, Minnesota. So we just done some great, really fun things. And I never intended for this to be guys only. I don't know if I've ever told you this or not. My yeah. very first one, I just sent it out two years ago to over two years ago to my network and said, I'm doing this thing. Like I, I got so burned out in corporate America, climbing the corporate ladder getting burned out, violating work-life rhythm. There was no balance. And so I said, you know what? I'm going to just host this event. I'm going to bring helicopters into it. I'm going to pair it with great wine and great champagne and great food. And we'll just be outside. And I had 10 people show up, Mike, and they were all guys. And so I had to take a step back and look at my marketing because I was like, I didn't market it to all guys. What happened? Mm -hmm. And what unfolded for me over the course of the next couple of days at that event was like, guys don't have a good space for this stuff. So I just, I just kept doing it and I did it again and again and again and again. Uh, and as you'd mentioned, we've got one coming up in, in Arizona, you're sponsoring it. Your son will be out there uh, teaching wake surfing on Lake Pleasant. So that's kind of what's unfolded uh, as a result in writing a book about all this stuff. It revolves around this concept that transformation happens in the most unusual of places. Hmm. Sometimes that's on the 18th green at Pinehurst and you're sitting there thinking about Payne Stewart's legacy and you look into, and I force you to step into what's your legacy and pitting a race car like you've done. um, So there's just, I think transformation happens in the craziest of places. And that's what I try to curate for guys. Yeah. And it's so good. Um, it's interesting because you said something earlier. I, I have I have like fifteen comments slash questions. Um, you said something about you know your your role in corporate America and and getting to a low. And it, this thought popped in my head. I've talked to so many people lately that number one are in that place in their current job, but not even just job, their business. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's interesting because I used to think it was just the corporate America issue. But when you said that, you know, one of the things that I'm constantly talking about at Investing for Freedom is ask yourself the question, the process. What do you really want? Why do you want it? What are you going to do to get it? Measure results. And then the fifth part is adjust. And it's such a simple process framework that I take myself through all the time that I think people just kind of look over it. But that last part of adjusting, I think, is so important because we're not just talking to people that 
um, and I don't mean we, just me and you, but like just just in general, it's not even just people that are leaving corporate America. Sometimes it's guys that have had their, I was literally talking to a guy that lives here in Austin that's had his business for 43 years. Mm. And I would say that he's probably at a low. Mm. Um, and it's not even really, uh, you know, about, you know, so, so many people are talking about exiting their W-2 job and buying enough real estate or buying a business or whatever so that they can gain their freedom. But the reality is like owning your own business is not the end all be all solution. We still need to adjust. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I, I just wanted to, I don't know why I was thinking about that. Um, it's not even something that you said, but you were talking about your low point in corporate America, but I think we have to be careful too. And that's what I love about your message of work-life rhythm and finding these communities and making sure that we're getting outside of our comfort zone. And it's really easy for us to get in these patterns of the same people, the same work life, the same, you even talk about like, talk to me about balance because you say work-life rhythm because there really isn't such thing as a balance, right? We're coming in and out. And I think that's the key to overcoming what we're really talking about here. Is that true? Yeah. So what, one comment on that, um, I think we have to define what a meaningful and fulfilling life looks like. Wow. And so many of us define that as professional success. Mm. So we climb this ladder, you know, corporate ladder or, or in entrepreneurship, same thing, you build a business. And society then deems that, oh, you're really successful. Mm -hmm. But in all the other categories of life, you might be really empty. Mm -hmm. And that's why it feels that way. Like you, you gain this level of success as what society defines it. But internally, it's really low. And when I stepped away from work and became a stay-at-home dad, I was like, I was valuing and I was living out a life that was my values. Mm -hmm. Like I get to spend all this time with my son. And from society's standpoint, especially as a male, everyone's like, well, what do you do for work? And I'm like, oh, I'm a stay-at-home dad. And it gets super awkward, right? <laughs> but So it's weird because I felt like it was everything was inverted. I was living out a life that was meaningful and living out to my values. But professionally, society as how society measures success, it wasn't successful. So I think you have to define what's a meaningful and fulfilling life. And that looks like all categories of life, not just work. So, so that's one thing, but then you asked about kind of work-life rhythm. And so I want to address that because I think mm -hmm. this is really important. So you're a golfer, I'm a golfer, right? So to be good at golf, you have to be able to play the long game, right? Off the tee box, but what's probably equally, if not more important, like around the green, your short game, right? So you got the long game and the short game. So most high performers are really, really good at putting their head down, crushing it, working really, really hard, getting that goal, casting a new goal, crushing it, working really, really hard. And they never take a second to step back, to rest, to recharge. What does that look like in their life? How do they celebrate themselves? How do they cross something, you know, cross something off the bucket list? So work-life rhythm to me is a period of intense focused work followed by a period of rest and recovery. And most high performers, if you ask them, they're like, yeah, I, I, I know how to hustle. I know how to crush it. And then my follow-up question is, well, how good are you at resting? Like, how good are you at taking time off? How good are you at recharging? And when I say resting and recharging, I don't mean escapism behaviors like binging Netflix, 
like going to uh, an all-inclusive resort and overindulging on food and drink. Like yeah. I've done that before too. And that does not rest and recharge me. Um, so I think you have to have a strategy for both mm. just like in golf, long game and short game in, in profession, in our professional world, you have to be able to hustle and grind it, but you also be able to, you have to be able to rest and recharge. And most people suck at that second part. Yeah. You know, I've talked to so many, uh, and it's not obviously just guys, but this turned into, you know, I mean, it's, it's primarily men that we're, we're dealing with. And, you know, I, I know, I know you're familiar with the organization, but I talk about GoBundance a lot because it's really changed my world. But the reason why I say GoBundance found me, um, in 2018, I was at a place where, you know, I've done pretty well in business. I've done pretty well in investing. Um, one thing I'm really proud of, and you talk about the different areas in life and finding that rhythm, like, you know, Karen, and I decided early on, um, uh, that, you know, I, I, not only I, but her, we were not going to be absent parents. We were going to make memories mm. over possessions, which is something that we've always said and did, meaning my kids have seen the world. We took vacations. We budget that in ahead of time. Um, we were going to make memories over possessions, but I have said this so many times. What I quickly realized is you can have both. And I actually think that I've had this conversation so many times with guys lately. If you keep the right things, the right things, Money is a byproduct of good living. Um, it's a byproduct mm -hmm. of being a good human. You will, your business will be successful if you keep the right things in the right order. And so many people would argue with that because they're like, it's no different than being charitable. You know, so many people, and I'm not here to say like you have to give 10% of your income or be a tither or whatever, but I've looked at this so many times, Kyle, and then I'll, I'll say this and then I'll get your thoughts on it. Um, I'm an avid hunter. And, you know, we go out and we see these livestock ponds that are these dirty, nasty, little, you know, dark ponds. But then you walk up to, you know, a mountain lake, which I know you're a fan of. You actually live on one that you can see the bottom of. The reason why that lake is so clear is because it's got fresh water coming in and fresh water going yeah. out, right? When we have these little livestock ponds, it fills up and then the water stops coming in and the water stops going out and it gets nasty. Well, I think it's the same thing with us and whether it's money, whether it's giving, whether it's, you know, um, even gifts, there's, you know, we talk um, about the talents, the parable of the talents and just mm -hmm. burying your gift and all that kind of stuff. And I think so many times, like people get into this conversation, well, Mike, I'm already working 12 hours a day. If I, uh, you know, take three hours for my children and I'm only working nine, there's no way to get everything done. I think it's the opposite. I think if you keep the main things, the main things, some of, I mean, even in a 12 hour day, there's nobody that can honestly tell me that in a 12 hour day, they can't find something wasted time, downtime. There's no way somebody's a hundred percent efficient in a 12 hour day. And so what I've really learned to think about over the years is like, what am I doing? When we say yes to one thing, we're saying no to something else. Right. And mm -hmm. so what are the things on a 12 hour day that I'm currently saying yes to meetings, people, you know, phone calls, downtime, bullshit, water cooler conversations that I'm really saying yes to that I'm saying no to something else that seems really important to me. So anyway, I think whether it's money, whether it's time, whether it's giving any of that, if we're not giving it out, if we're not flowing out to our family and the things that are important to us, it's not going to keep coming in. So I've had so many conversations lately where, you know, people are basically, whether it's time or money or whatever, Mike, I don't have enough money. Mike, I don't have enough time. How do we shift that? Mm. To your point, I think you've got to define what's your values and then put them into like, 
I should be able to tell two things, um, or I should be able to tell your values if I look at two things, your checkbook, which, you know, just most people probably don't keep a checkbook, but you know what I mean? Your bank statements. Yep. I should be able to tell your priorities and your values based on your bank statements and your calendar. Mm. So if you don't put those things into your calendar, they just, they'll, they'll fall off of your calendar. And so I, to your point in what you said, and I, I have to acknowledge you because you're such an intentional person in life, intentional with friendships, with Kara, with your kids, and you've made that a priority. And so I could see that in your calendar. And I would probably see that if I looked at where you spend your money, but you're intentional by putting that in those places. I think that's where we first have to start. The second thing, cause I get this all the time too, right? Well, I don't have, I don't, like, I don't have time. Mm-hmm. I don't have time for this stuff. Um, I think it's, there's a law that says we basically fill time and space that is allotted for us. Like the island that we have in our kitchen up there is like 20 some feet long. And Mike, we always have the tendency to put stuff on there and we fill up that island with stuff because that's what's available to us. So you had said like, and I know, like, I remember when I was, you know, working that long, 10, 12 hour days, but what if I said, no, I'm not doing that. My finish line is eight or nine hours. Well, I guarantee you'd be a little, a little bit more efficient to mm-hmm. fill that time. But if you're given 12 hours, you're going to find a way to fill that extra couple hours a day. And so I think it just comes down to efficiency as well. And you're more efficient when you know that, hey, I've got my values, like my family, I've got my kids soccer game or whatever, and I've got to get to that. So therefore, I'm not going to be wasting time today or whatever it might be. But you're more easy or it's easier, I think thing to do that when you've got your values into your calendar and into how you spend your money. You know, the first time that I really had, I don't know if it was the first time, but I, I think it was the first time that it really was cognizant and anchored. And I saw this over and over and over when I was running my first business. Um, when I was going to take a vacation, I would get more done mm-hmm. in the day or two leading up to vacation than I did in the previous four weeks before that yeah. because I yeah. knew I was on a deadline. And then the other side of it too, I think this might be where I really learned to prioritize and then carry it out. Mm-hmm. I got a list of 700 things that, you know, as I'm building up to that pre-vacation list, um, I only got a list of 700 things that I have to get done before I leave on vacation. There's no way I'm going to get it all done. And so then I started triaging, okay, what has to be done and what mm-hmm. doesn't have to be done. And the reality is like that really taught me um, that list of 700 becomes like seven things that really truly have to be done. And then 693 in this scenario that don't. And it's yeah. the same thing in daily life. I, I started teaching this with my team and everything else. I called it the pre-vacation runs. Like if we could just find that level of efficiency every single day, there would be no excuse around, you know, not having time for the kids or not having time to go yeah. see friends or not having time to take a vacation. But like you said, it's just kind of number one, reprioritizing your values. But number two, we're such practical people that allowed me to put it into a framework where I understood it and realized that I'm never going to get it all done. I, yeah. I, it's There's always going to be something there. We There's a couple things. You've created a really strong finish line. Like on this date, I'm going on vacation. So that's a really strong finish line. And then therefore you've got to have a really good boundary around that to get things done. But it also helps you identify, okay, it's urgent and it's important. It's urgent. 
not super important. And you can run through a decision-making matrix in a sense of how do I define what's important and urgent and then mm-hmm. get those things done. But it also allows you to say, how do I ask for help? Mm-hmm. Like, to be honest, most times and as business owners, we just struggle either asking for help or we think someone may not be as good as at doing it as we are. Therefore, we don't give it up. But if you can use leverage in terms of the people around you and your team or other people, whatever it might be, you, you're just that much more efficient. And I think we really kind of struggle with that, myself included. I, I need to do a better job of leveraging my my people and my team to do things that they can easily do. They can probably do them better than me if I would just release the grip of those things. Mm-hmm. What, so, you know, I'm sitting here thinking about your, your events that you do um, mm-hmm. and the community side of it, which I love. I was started, I don't think I finished my thought on this, but when GoBundance found me, um, you know, I realized that Karen, and I got married early, um, almost immediately went into running a business and raising kids. My oldest is 21. My youngest is 17. My middle son, Tim is 19. I realized in, in 2018 that, you know, having, I was finishing up two mastermind groups and I, I told Kara, I said, I want to really want to find a group of guys that like help me as an individual, not like a real estate mastermind, not a business conference, not not the business is about me. Mm-hmm. And I found GoBundance through that process. And what I also realized that year is that because of my upbringing and the fact that my dad was in and out of my life and then eventually just gone and haven't seen him for years, um, I realized that, you know, growing up, I had some really strong female influence in my world, but not male. And then, you know, as a really young adult, I got married. And my wife has been the next level influence in my world. And so I didn't really have, you know, like the the college camaraderie. I didn't have the boys like, you know, I'm building out a business and grinding and had very few friends. And that's one thing that I think I've really latched onto obviously with GoBundance, but also with you is just the community you've built around connection and the, the deep, the authentic relationships and the experiences we get to have. But on the same thread, and I know this is kind of like a challenging thing, and I'm sure you run into it all all the time. We've got so many guys out there that number one, don't take enough time for their families. They don't take enough vacation for their families and their relationships. And then we're basically saying you need to take time for yourself with community, with men who are aligned around you. And then we've, like I said, we've got you know, guys that don't take enough time with their family and, and they don't have enough time for themselves. And so what do you, like, how do you, how do you talk to that person? Cause I'm sure you hear it all the time, right? Yes. And I have, if I can be totally honest and transparent, I have a hard time relating to this question. There's been someone who takes all the vacation who's ever been given, you know what I'm like, I've never been someone who doesn't take mm-hmm vacation or take all the, so, and this has just always been a priority in my life, taking care of myself, making sure that I invest in myself has always been a priority. And I think sometimes it's a leap of faith Mm -hmm. and you have to say, all right, maybe, you know, I don't really know yet, but I'm just, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. I'm going to invest. And I've seen every single guy go to these events, go to other events and they come home and they are a better human being mm-hmm. in every single category of life. And so I think if you're someone who is not, you know, who hasn't done a lot of this, yeah, you have to take the leap of faith and you have to look to someone like yourself, Mike, and say, all right, I don't really know. Maybe I'm going to ask someone like, and just look at the evidence, right? Like where, yeah. where is the fruit from events like this or other guys investing in themselves? 
And if you want to be like somebody, like you want to be like Mike Ayala, who's someone who's intentional in his life in every category of life. Mm-hmm. Okay. What I'm going to study Mike. Yeah. What is he doing? You, you invest in yourself more than anyone. I think that I know in all categories of life. And mm-hmm. so I'm going to copy you. I'm going to study you and I'm going to do like you do. And, yeah. and that's just, you know, we study people who are successful mm-hmm. and who have fruit in their life and we want to be like them. And that's just something that they do. Yeah. I love that. Um, that was such a great answer because, you know, mirroring, dissecting, I just did this last two weeks ago. I was at the GoBundance event and there was a speaker there. His name is Don Winter from DLP and the kid's 36 years old. I, I won't go in the weeds on this. We talked about this, but the kid's 36 years old. So he's, he's six years younger than me and he's running a fund of 1.8 billion and all of his values align with what I want. And he's built this team of 450 people. Mm. And I'm like, I want to dissect what he does. And then all of a sudden they said, Hey, we're going to auction off an entire day with Don winter. Like you get to fly to his office and be with him for an entire day in my mind. So a couple things happened immediately. Number one, I'm like, I'm bidding on that and nobody's going to beat me. But then I'm like, okay, what's did my... Did you get it? I did get it. Did you get it. it? Yeah, I did get it. <laughs> Can I come with you? Yeah. Oh, yeah, right? <laughs> if you split the cost, maybe. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so I, I set kind of... A couple of things happened in my brain. Like I set an upper limit for myself. I'm like, okay, what would this be worth to me? Mm-hmm. And I quickly analyzed, okay, you know, if this is like dissecting, you know, what he does and what... I set a cap of 50 grand, I swear. That was like uncomfortable. And then the second thing that happened was they're like starting the auction right now. I don't have time to get on the phone and talk to my wife. Like, you know, but I just, I'm, I'm okay. Like, you know, we've talked about some of this stuff ahead of time, but not like, I don't know. Anyway, I didn't have agreement from her. Here's the thing though, in your head, that's an investment Mm -hmm. in the, in, in the minds of a lot of people, that's a cost. Yeah. And in, we just think, and a lot of people that are probably listening to the, to your podcast, they think similar to you in that, you know, I'm going to invest in myself and that's mm-hmm. just something I plan on. I budget, I talk to my spouse about, yeah. I put into the plan for the year and I do the same thing, mm-hmm. but a lot of people don't think that way. They think of it as a cost. Yep. And I, I think that's where I've had a hard, we've done a lot of work, personal development, personal growth, things like you, you have mm-hmm. too. And it's just one of those things. I invest in myself and I'm okay with putting money on that because yeah. I know that there will be rewards that come from that. And that's just something I'm willing to do. And I know you are as well. Yeah. And I think it's just shifting the mindset around it, right? Like I ended up getting the day with Don Winter for less than half of what I had. I, I ended up, uh, <laughs> it ended up getting up to 22 grand. And the guy that was bidding against me, the auctioneer finally looked at Don Winter and he said, can we just do two of them? And Don oh, said, cool. sure. And so, yeah, 44. And the cool thing about this was, is it was all for charity. Um, So Don's doing it for free, basically. And whatever we bid is for charity. So it's awesome. But this is what I was like, it's an investment, as you said. And so the reason why I set that framework, even when it comes to vacation, I don't call it vacation because vacation to me, I'm kind of like a wordsmith. Vacation to me means that I'm vacating something like I'm running from my life. Mm -hmm. I call it recreation. And I want to say this because I've found that my largest breakthroughs in life have come when I'm on vacation or, and that's why I started calling it recreation because it, it gives me time to think bigger, see bigger, you know, um, see 
places and people that are living differently than I am. And it gives me time to unwind and get out of my current element. And, you know, this is cliche, but people talk about working on the business instead of in Mm -hmm. the business. Well, the best way to do that is to get out of the business. Like, and I can't help it. Not that I'm on vacation, like mapping out, you know, the next three months of work, but I can't help it when I'm on recreation, like thinking what the next level of me looks like and what the next level of my life looks like. And so I've recoined it in my world. It's recreation for me. And I don't have a lot of um, patience for people when they say, I can't take vacation. I can't do this because I think that we're where we're at because we did. And so when you said, you know, I can't really understand this question or however you say, I'm with you. Mm -hmm. Um, I just can't relate to it because it's always been first and foremost for me. I need that downtime. I need that recreate. The more we can reinvest in ourselves, the better off we're going to be, right? Yeah. And I think, I mean, our best ideas don't come from sitting inside of, you know, the, at the office staring at our, our laptops. Like it just, it doesn't happen that way. Mm-hmm. And that's where I said, well, I can flip this whole script and I can drop people into a container, guys like you who are, who are intuitive and they invest in themselves and they just need the container to be created and opened up and add amazing people into it. And you know, you already know what to do. You're like, mm-hmm. I just need time and space to think about things. I need to do something really amazing. I need to cross something off my bucket list, go play Pinehurt. You know, mm-hmm. guys like that just get it. Yeah. And that's who that's who the group is. That's the tribe of people that I've chosen to build this around. And it's just been it's been a lot of fun. I love it, man. And you know, I I I said, hey, come on the show because number one, what I think you've got a spot or two maybe open in the upcoming event, but you do these events regularly, right? And so I, I think this is yeah. so important um, as I think the listeners can probably hear, be, you know, you and I talk about this all the time, but to me, this is one of the most valuable things that anybody can do for themselves is get out of their element and get around other people that are, you know, high performing, dealing with the same issues. That's why I was bringing up the GoBundance thing because I just didn't have that community. And that's one thing you've been pretty intentional about building. Number one, we get to go, dude, the NASCAR thing blew my mind. And, <laughs> and the other, you know, so I, I've told Kyle this, but like when, when you said we were going to go hang out with a NASCAR pit crew, I was like, oh, whatever. I don't even like NASCAR, like blah. It was the coolest thing that we competed against each other. These guys are high performance. Like they taught us so much leadership. Every, from the time I got to Pinehurst until I left Pinehurst, um, you curated such a place for us to connect and build community, but also find a higher level and version of ourselves. And then the other side of it is I've met so many people that I've stayed in contact with, like through that process that have become friends. You know, many of them have been on the podcast, Sean Pete, um, yeah. Andy Neary. Sean's going to be at the event coming up, right? Yeah, Sean, Sean will be there. And actually Andy will as well. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I, I think everybody needs this. And that's why I'm like, Kyle, come on the show. And do you still have a spot or two open or is it closed now? Yeah. In October, depending on when people listen to us, when they hear this, there's one, perhaps two, uh, that a spot set up. Cause I, I keep it small, right? You have to, the only way to get in is application referral or invite. And so anyone who, who listens to, to your, your, your podcast, I trust is, is, is in that spot. So, um, yeah, those are the ways to get into it. So, uh, there are one or two spots left. And if you look at 2022, um, we're expanding. So we're going to have four experiences next year, virtually one a quarter. So, yeah, I just love to put these uh, put these out there so that guys have a chance. Like, okay, I can sprint 
to get to this, right? And then that's the finish line. And then I can hang out and I can celebrate uh, and cross something off my bucket list and meet amazing groups of guys. You had mentioned NASCAR, Mike. One of the pillars for these events is like the best way for us to grow is to get out of our comfort zone, right? That's cliche. Everyone knows that. Well, the fastest way that I can do that is if I force everyone to be a newbie at something. Mm. I force them to be a beginner. At that event, 12 guys, none of the 12 have ever tried to pit a race car before, right? It's just, you said it wasn't on your 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 radar even. Mm. I had to pull guys off of Pinehurst just to get them to, yeah. to the racing garage. But when you were doing that, I mean, I could walk, I could get in front of the group and I could talk about leadership. Mm-hmm. I could talk about communication and teamwork, or I could just throw you guys into an environment where you experience it. Mm-hmm. And then that's a different level of learning that you can connect to right away. Yeah. And then we have some conversations around that. So every part of the, uh, there's a part of all these experiences where you will be a beginner at something and for guys that are high performers at work, that's hard for them, right? We're used to doing things that we're good at. And now we all get a chance to eat some humble pie and be really bad at something. But that's where the beauty is. That's where the lesson is as well. So good. I love it. Um, yeah. And just for the, like, I'm going to put this out next week. So there'll, there'll be some time um, and some spots cool. open. And, and so, yeah, we're, so here's the thing. Um, and again, I'm not saying this because Kyle, I mean, Kyle, you don't even need to fill these spots. We'd have a great event even if the spots weren't filled. It's not like the event doesn't go on if you don't fill this spot. But, and I'm not like a, I I never sell anything on my podcast, but um, (laughs) I I want, this is selfish, but I want to meet as many amazing people as I can. And so I'm going to be there in October. Like you said, my son's going to be there. There's some awesome people coming and there's two spots left. And so if you want to come hang out, I mean, we get to hang out for three days. If you want to come hang out, um, get off the fence and just do it. Like come hang out with us in Scottsdale. What can you talk about what we're doing? Or yeah, yeah, for sure. So I, I I try to keep an element of these as a surprise as well, because I think that that adds to the fun, right? So, uh, we got, we'll golf as we, we got some time to golf and then we have a half day out on Lake Pleasant, there is a surprise out on Lake Pleasant as well. And then I have uh, another half day surprise element that, that we're going to incorporate. And that'll be the part where no one has done it before. And you're going to learn from someone who truly is world-class one of one of what he does. And it's going to be an amazing experience that'll tie into the, um, the wake surfing. So yeah, your son will be out there. I mean, you've got a top 10 in the world, right? I think Mm -hmm. he's number six, number seven, like right around there, he's, he's crushing it. So you get a chance to learn like most people probably have not wake surfed. So you get a chance to learn how to wake surf from the best of the best. Yeah. And we're going to just enjoy some time together. Everything is curated for you. All you do is, is you show up um, and you have a great time. So yeah, it, it, it's going to be a lot of fun and I can't wait. So you're there. It's going to be great. So I get a chance to see you again. It's been a while. So great, incredible group of guys all the way from New York to California and in between it's, it's guys from all over the U S nice. I love it. What else do, what, what haven't we covered that we need to cover? Um, I just want to get a couple more people there so we can have a good time, but <laughs> yeah. yeah. What, what else do you want to chat about? Well, I want to, you know, what's something new that I'm going to be adding in 2022 uh, because most guys, right, we like to watch sports, and yeah. there's this thing called Monday morning armchair quarterback mm. where we sit there, we watch the highlights or whatever it might be, and we're like, oh, I could have made that throw. Oh, I could have done that. I could have kicked that. 
in the events going forward after in 2022, I'm going to be adding that element to all of them. So I've got one coming up in Austin, which would be March of 2022, where you are going to get a chance to try and stop a penalty kick from a professional soccer player. So in all of my events going forward, you guys are going to get a chance to compete against a pro in their sport where you can say, I could have stopped that. could have made that pass. Could have kicked that. Could have done that. <laughs> but we'll, we'll, I'm going to put you up against it. So that's an element, you know, these, these continue to evolve and they get better. Um, but that's, what's coming up in the future. And I, man, I just can't wait. So you can, the, the listener can see what 2022 is. I got them up on my website so you can grab that, but I'll tell you what, it, this has been the creating these experiences has, has literally been a dream come true. Hmm. This, this was a dream that I had, I'm not kidding you. In 2007, 2008, I actually sent in a letter to the Travel Channel to pitch my idea to them. They never responded. I'm I'm shocked. Uh, but this is something that I just I've been dreaming up for a long time, and I I cannot believe that I really really get to live my dream, and I get to meet amazing people such as yourself and and all these other great guys that end up staying together. Some guys have vacation together. They've been on each other's podcasts. They're developing business offerings together. Mm-hmm. Man, it's just, it, it's really special. And I, and I can't believe I get to do it. Yeah. You know, and not that this has anything to do with your events directly, but you've even put together like impromptu dinners that I've been at and stuff and have met some yeah. of the most amazing people. Um, so yeah, I just appreciate you, you know, putting yourself out there and following your dream and making this stuff happen because it benefits all of us. So um, if if you're listening right now and there's only one or two spots left, I suggest you hurry up and make this thing happen. Um, how, do, how do people how do people find out about it? I would just go to my website, uh, kyledepius.com, which I could I can send over to you. Um, grab the men's experiences tab that's on the website, and you would just fill out a quick little application, which just kind of sets in motion uh, a chance for. For you and I then to talk or whoever fills it out, we can talk and just get to know each other and make sure that this is a right fit for that person and I'm the right fit uh, for, for them as well, right? It go, it's a two-way street, right? So that, that's how you do it. Grab the link, fill out the application, and we will talk ASAP because it, it's coming up. Uh, we've yeah. got about six weeks as of when we're recording this. But yeah, I think we're built to be in community and to connect. I, I think that's uh, part of the design uh, from our creator. And so this is just one way I think that we can do that. Yeah. Well, like I said, we're going to have a blast. And so go to Kyle's website. If you have any questions, I normally, you know, don't do this, but text me the word experience to uh, 480-531-7519 because the time is short. Obviously, if you got any questions or, you know, want any answers from my perspective, just go ahead and text experience to 480-531-7519. That'll be me. We can text back and forth. I'll answer any questions that you have because, I mean, obviously I believe in this because like I said, I don't really pitch much on my podcast, but I'm pitching you this because I want to see you in Scottsdale hanging out with us. It's gonna be fun. Same. Yeah. I can't wait, Mike. Cool. Well, I appreciate you coming on and I appreciate your gift to the world and creating these experiences. I know it's been a huge value to me and uh, you've been a huge value to me. So I appreciate you. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Mike. Appreciate you too, brother. Thank you. Cheers. If you've found value in this episode and you know someone who's wanting to start or move further along in their journey toward investing for freedom, I would be forever grateful if you would share this show with them and help me get this message out to more listeners. Also, if you enjoy what you've heard, I would appreciate it if you take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review 
and share this with your friends. And until the next episode, cheers to moving further along in your journey of investing for freedom.